in talking about in reflection of how do you want to be remembered, not just from a leadership perspective. I want people to remember me as people hear me say it all the time, hashtag big love. That is the greatest form of inclusion and love. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Angela, how you doing? Hey, friend, how are you? I am fantastic. I am fantastic. So, folks, this is going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to go real and raw. Um, Angela and I have known each other for now at least two years, if not more, and three years now. And I think I remember one of the very first conversations we had at lunch, and it was heartfelt. And I remember you asking me straight up that day, so who are you? I still I remember that conversation that, uh, that, that made a lot of, uh, it, it made me think, it made me pause and, and go where you are. So we're going to have really candid conversation about how to disrupt like all idea from positive disruption. So Angela, I'll do a quick intro for you. And then I'd love for you to share a little bit more about who you are, what you're doing, and, uh, and we'll get into this conversation. How do you disrupt yourself, your team, and what does positive disruption really mean to you as an organization? So Angela is the CEO of LeaderCast. It is the world's largest one-day event. They're going through a number of pivots right now because one of the big things they do is they bring 100,000 plus people or so all over the world together um, on May 7th every year to do this big event called uh, LeaderCast Live. And it's phenomenal. I've been there four years in a row um, and it's, it's, it's really, really cool. So now they're thinking through how do we do this because the community needs that more now than ever so, Angela, thank you for joining me for, uh, for a live session right now. Sangram, just as you made my day, we both talked about when we got on here together, we had a moment of, uh, I asked you open to open our conversation up today in prayer because we both asked each other how we were, yeah. and we both paused and um, both became emotional. So I just thank you for uh, covering us and everybody that's listening to this today. Uh, I have the incredible honor to serve an amazing team at LeaderCast that um, if I could tell you how proud I am of how they've risen to the occasion over the last 30 days, uh, 35 days, as all of our companies and organizations have, that's about the time frame where we start marking. Um, interesting, if you've not done a journal, I recommend that I'm keeping a daily journal of not only uh, people I'm holding up, whether they've been stricken with COVID-19 or um, people on our team who have been going through things, but journal this because we are living at a time, as we all know, that no one has experienced this in yeah. every regard. and. If we don't learn from this and, and journal and, and document those lessons, we go back to our old norms. So this disruption will, will permanently and positively impact all of us. So Totally. So yeah. let's, let's talk about it. Like, how are you doing? <laughs> it, it's, it has been an incredible uh, learning process. I, you and I always talk about we're chronic learners. 
And, um, you know, I love to drive fast cars, but uh, this pivot, this, this disruption is like fast and furious and drifting some days, but we are doing it. And, and, and people have come to us, Sangram, to say, oh, did you just change your theme of your event? This has been the last year. And because all of our clients, all of our attendees were saying life is changing too quickly. And, and we were convicted that the only way any of us can do it is through positive attitude. And so as we've gone into this, I still get emails like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. You just changed your theme. Well, we've not. Um, but I think it's profound that this is the season that the organization's in. In the last 35 days, uh, running the world's largest uh, leadership event, the one-day event that my team conducts and programs and executes, every single person is just in it to be a team member. We are a family. Yeah. Uh, we gather every morning at 8.15. It's voluntary, um, but we have someone on our team that leads us in devotion. And it's an awesome way for us to come together. And again, that's voluntary. Anybody can join that. So we've risen and we've amplified our family at LeaderCast even more, but because it's out of our desire to serve our community. Yeah. You know, it just occurred to me, and this might be people, you can give me thumbs up or comment um, on this, but. I wonder if you could just do a LinkedIn live every morning at 8 a.m. with a with a devotion or with a worship song and, and just get going and the live because I think it, the day gets a little bit better that way. It is our team. It's I guess it's because of people having different hours. It's been fantastic because some people that come in the earlier than I or later, you just don't meet up. And so yeah. it's just been this incredible. <laughs> it's been intimate. Yeah. Um, which I think in the season that we're in, how can what we're all going through right now not be intimate? And I think that's the greatest disruption that's been positive for all of us. Um, you know, one of our community members, um, she said, this is, this is the greatest form of inclusion, what we're all going through right now. Yeah. And, and how can we not just, or to make it better or to change it in perpetuity. Not so slight something in the universe telling us you better do this now, um, yeah. which is why it feels like it's as tough as it is for all of us. Yeah, it, it, it so. is. So let's, let's get into it. Positive disruption. Your team, tell us a little bit about the event when it's happening, how can people get access to it? We people get to know that because it's more important than right now. We talked about this earlier too. Right now, everybody wants to be part of a community. Some community that will make them all feel like we are in this together. And I think for every person out there, this used to be almost cliche when they said, well, everybody can be a leader. Everybody can, can do that. But I think it's more true now than ever that you need to step in and the real it's, you needs to show up. Absolutely. You know, with the 35 day mark that I refer to, and again, as we all have lived that. So I want to make sure that as I make those comments and I know you're sensitive to it, it's not just us, it's, it's the world. Um, but I look at having the world's largest one day leadership event. And as we immediately started to realize, uh, whoa, this is, this is 
drastically changing from our intent, we held the line on the date. And as people started to cancel on some of the larger organizations that we were like, oh my gosh, that's canceling. We kept waiting to see timeframes. And I have a team um, led by Angie Aarons, our VP of operations. It is, uh, she's amazing. And she's staying just holding the line, but she has Kevin and she has Alan. And, and as we started to pivot and realize, okay, we can we had studios in New York lined up. We had Atlanta. We, we realized we could get this person from France could fly to New York. And as it all started to go down, um, and in last week, that about their 10th iteration of our plan. But our community kept coming back saying, stay in this. Like, mm-hmm. how can you deliver this? Um, I went to our board. Our board at this time, at this juncture where we are in the world, to talk about an investment in technology that was not planned until phase three, so Q4 of this year. And I asked and, and explained and showed the business plan to move that up and how we were going to serve. So we put more on the table at a time when everybody's pulling back. Yeah. And Right. <laughs> and and that's a lot of responsibility. But, but, you know, as leaders, I look at that team that I am blessed to work with every day, and they have all become even greater versions of themselves as leaders, staying in the game. That. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So walk me through and walk us through your day right now. Um, because <laughs> it's not an 8.15 with, with worship and bringing people together on your team. Um, and then I think you also have something at the end of the day to kind of just keep keep note of like where things are and keep pulse of your team. What does your day look like today as a leader? Well, today's different because my team's probably watching this saying, wow, she actually has makeup and her hair done. So this is me, if you remember me, 40 days ago, team. Um, but it starts, as you know, you're working late in the hour. I mean, we're working into sometimes the morning. Uh, I, I've had to go over and uh, make some decisions like many leaders uh, recently with our team. And those are sleepless nights. I, I think if you can sleep through your night with some of the decisions that we've had to make as, as the top leader of the organization, I would question that more than anything. But yeah. working late into the hours just to make sure I'm prepared for my day, reacting to our clients, um, if there are issues or small fires or big fires. I have a client success team that is rocking it out. I mean, they are at the front line of this. Uh, they are mashing unit because we do have the day of the event over 500 host sites that watch that well guess what as we all know they can't get together in their community so as we pivoted this event and it was all live and now it's live in some recording um that's taken a lot of how can we help you but it was all um those decisions were made for them to serve their ticket holders and to serve their sponsors that they had already sold tickets so our decision was made 
by what our community needed to help them sustain their model and pivot as well. But so it's long hours, but we talked about, so we started 815. Clearly everybody's starting much earlier than that. And then at the end of the day, we do a crisis management session at four o'clock with my client and success team and sales team led by Amanda and Vanessa. And they're doing an incredible job. How do you pivot with your sales process? Uh, and, and I have a sales team that is, we collaborate as a team, Amanda and her team will bring together all of the comments, uh, that we're hearing from our clients. We have to be so tight as a team in our communication. And so it's, it's just important as everybody knows that you're all aligned on where are the fires and how can you correct on a daily basis? So it's working on a, probably a three tier, um, crisis management plan. What is detrimental and then what can I put tomorrow and take care of that and then what can hold for a few days um, to get us to the next spot. I I love that. You and I have talked about and I put it in there this whole idea of hope um, versus fear thought process and it hit me literally I think the first week of it I had no idea what was going on like I just felt sturdy I felt pretty uh, not just challenged, but scared and also felt like I have no idea. And also really, really felt that I'm very afraid. Like the first weekend of this whole thing was a lot more, as you know, like Terminus has grown from three co- three of us to like 250 people. Uh, we just did our company uh, meeting and the next day we had to shut everything down and get everybody to go back home. And so that week was just all these things happening and those emotions flaring up. And the, I had like a bunch of meetings and stuff and I had to like cancel everything and say, Hey, like, let's just, just not do anything right now on Friday. That was that Friday. And it took me the whole weekend to recover from emotionally. How do I want to be known when all said and done a year from now? as to what did I do during this time? That was the question I finally had to wrestle back to. And Brian Miles, uh, who, you know, he's been a good friend. I think, you know, he's the, he was the yes. CEO of Ballet and, yeah. um, and, and now doing, you know, wearing actually his brewing company <laughs> right now, uh, hats off to him. And he shared some of this uh, similar sentiment is that it literally took me oh, the entire weekend and I had to get back to like, a year from now, I don't want to say that, hey, I was, I was scared and I didn't do anything. I want to say I was scared, but I did something about it. I was afraid, but I did something about it. I was not feeling well around it. And I felt the, that it, it would be easier to just be quiet and not do anything. Maybe not doing is the best strategy right now. Instead, I did like, you know, 100 LinkedIn lives and, you know, on and talking to people and asking questions and getting to know them. So I think this is a question for everybody to at a minimum take this away um, or around this is like, what do you want? What do you want to be known for after this is all said and done? And the, the fear versus hope really just came to me. Um, I feel it was 100 percent spirit led, which was fear came to me as like, well, at this very moment, I could totally be, totally be afraid of this thing and, and let the fear take over or let me be hopeful. And the acronym started to, to came up, like I can act as fast, like fear the way it really came down, like fast, 
emotional around it. And I, it, I think it's important to be that um, and abnormally react to certain things. That's what I call fear. And then hope would be like, this is a moment to humble yourself and realize that there's a greater power than you possibly can and get, get to know and humble yourself and know that you can't control everything. Um, the second is like, you know, be optimistic. Like this is not the end all be all. This is if you can wait, go through this, if you can survive through this, you're going to thrive in the, in the next part of this, your life. So, so just ask God for strength in this and be optimistic around that. It's probably a great time for people to find their purpose. Every one of us have probably three to four hours more in a day because they're not commuting and doing all other things to just pause uh, in that. And then finally, if you, if you really think about it, it's around empathy and how you can truly be empathetic for yourself, your family, and also the people around you. So my question and thought around that for you is that has you and your team come more closer and have they become more stronger than six weeks ago when this thing wasn't true? I would say, well, I would say absolutely. I mean, I think um, you asked what in talking about in reflection of how do you want to be remembered, not just from a leadership perspective. I want people to remember me as people hear me say it all the time. Hashtag big love. That is the greatest form of inclusion and love. And so when you talk about empathy, I, I hope my team feels that I care about them and that every decision that I'm making is about taking care of their families and their children. My greatest gift in mornings as well at this 815 call is uh, Sawyer gets on with her dad and Dawson's on with his mom and, and we get to see little children with bedhead. And then that's my fuel to serve that team. Um, The greatest form of leadership is that you take and acknowledge and really own the fact that how you are affects how other people go into the world. And if you are positively caring about your team and leading them, it doesn't mean that it's soft. You know, Sangram, at the beginning of this, we talked about, I shared with you one of my... uh, one of two reactionary moments over the last 35 days was thinking someone wasn't paying attention when I'm talking about critical communication. You know, now I called that team member and we talked about it and I'm like, I know we don't need to go over this again, but it wasn't frustration per se with the person. It was, I'm, I want to, I don't want this to fall down, yeah. you know? And I think that's for all of us, but, and that's out of very similar to parenting. Parenting's your greatest form of marketing. Yeah. Your kids see, right. Your kids see you in public and they're like, what a liar. She was just like yelling in the car. And so you ask about our teams and, you know, I, if they're watching right now, they're like, I can't believe she brought up about, what she talked about the communication, but I'm transparent. And good, bad, or ugly. And when I just spoke to my community last week on a webinar, I I had to put my head down three times to keep it together. Yeah. So um, the big love is, I hope anybody who's ever known me that at the last day of it all, that's how people remember me, is they felt cared for and that they mattered. And, you know, when I asked you when you and I met, who are you? Because you have an infectious very genuine smile. 
And but for me, I wanted to know what that story was to really comport that this was just as authentic as it could be. And and look, three years later, you're going to be on the world's largest one day leadership event. Right. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for for that question. You know, uh, we both have a common family. You actually, it is because of you, I got introduced to Amy Baylog. And she is such an amazing spirit. And Amy, and so I'm doing this 9 a.m. every morning, 9 a.m. every morning. I'm popping up LinkedIn Live and people can join in and ask questions. And we just talk about all kind of marketing, all kind of challenges people are feeling, like literally get tactical about certain things. So I'm just doing that every morning, 9 a.m. So Amy joined in this morning. So I could pop in just like you, like I could pull in. And she talked about this idea this morning of peace over performance, peace over performance. And we did dug into it. And what I learned from that conversation um, truly is that if whatever you're doing right now, if you're not peaceful about it, if you are in your heart, you're not, you don't have that peace right now that this is the, this is hard. This is tough, but it's the right thing to do. Yes. It is hard. It is tough, but it's the right thing to do. I think, I think we'll be kidding ourselves. Um, and, and I think all of us are facing this really interesting moment where the real whoever we are are actually coming out in spades. It's in spades, big time right now. So I would love to hear from you and sh- talk to you because some of, some of the thoughts and some of the questions that I've got so far um, from you know, this, this is incredible. I mean, I'm just looking at like Erica is there. Like she's like, this is new mornings for her. Austin, um, Goen, Christy, Zaya, Rod. I mean, there's tons of people on this listening and um, saying hi. So one, thank you for joining and sharing a lot of the heartfelt things. I want to hear from you is that in this moment of positive disruption that we want to actually feel ourselves, how does one go about disrupting themselves? How does one go about finding themselves? What questions would you recommend people ask? What questions have you asked yourself in those dark moments, dark nights, dark early mornings, sleepless nights? What are some of those questions that you have wrestled with? You have asked yourself, and some of them may still be lingering, and you haven't answered it because it's, it's, it's really hard. Like I know I have done that I, I have been trying to avoid answering those questions personally and they're really tough uh but are there any moments and 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 questions that you are uh you've talked through it answered it and are still working on yes um i i don't know about you but as we talk about essential workers i am going through an exercise almost with everything is this essential to my life um why would I deem that essential? Is it really that way? But, you know, I I know that you're younger than I, I think by about 10 years, but in 2008, Sangram, you know, my story, I thought I was walking into being promoted and we know what was happening in 2008. We thought that was the second uh, worst depression and or recession or whatever that particular season actual definition, but, and, and I got, I got rift. And so to go from that moment, and so I've spent this last decade, what I refer to for myself as my personal sanctification, 
Meaning I broke at that point in 2008, I defined myself by my work accolades and my successes. And to walk in and think that you were receiving yet another achievement because of the falseness of that took me to the core. And so when I look at where I'm dealing with this, although this is really hard and emotional because we've added a pandemic to this, I am so thankful for my own journey of peace that I could have only done on my own through my own journey, spirituality journey. And it taught me surrender. My daughter is, as I shared with you earlier, my daughter is in New York um, in Manhattan in 400 square feet. She's on her 19th day um, in 400 square feet, reorganizing her closets yet again. But we talked about this is only the second day where she's really struggled mentally with it. And we talked about remember the surrender. And I'm so thankful in 2008 when I got knocked down hard because I think it's prepared me for this particular season, although very different and much more difficult, but some of it similar. And so you ask what I ask myself, I'm going through those very similar questions. Um, For me at night, when I pray and meditate, I give absolutely everything I own over. I hold nothing. And I think through that surrender process that it truly is about our spirit and, and being present. And, and Amy talks to me about that as well. We love to get together to talk about great leadership is because you're, you're okay. And I say this, silence is your greatest teacher. <laughs> and if you really want to be still and be silent, to just sit in the moment. And so you talk about the first weekend was really hard for you. I wanted to almost complete silence besides in communication with my daughter to feel it. Yeah. I think I think collectively as a world, if we don't feel this, and that's why sometimes when I'm embarrassed for being more emotional, and then I'm like, heck no, man, if we aren't, we're not going to, this will not be a lasting change in how this world moves forward. No, no kidding. I wish more people would be as vulnerable as you have been in, in, in knowing that, you know what, the more you are, the better it gets. It gives almost, you literally gave, and, and hopefully you, you know that, that you literally gave permission to everybody right now to be vulnerable to be okay and say, I don't have all the answers to all the questions and I don't need to have all the answers to all the questions, but I need to do as much effort. I want to do the best work of my life throughout the day at night, journal it down. I love that you talked about it. I journal, actually me and my son journal almost every night. And it's been like three years now that we both have me journal and he's nine now. Right. So it's really interesting. I do it for a week, but he, like he loves doing that. And we have this little formula called heart, which is what makes me happy? What do I, uh, what do I, what do I, what do, I, do I embrace learning? What do I pay? What do I need to pay attention to? What's the right thing to do? And what am I thankful for? So we just write heart, H-E-R-T every night. And he would just write a word, sometimes pages um, on it. And I realized that Doing that every night allowed us to connect at a much deeper level than we ever did because sometimes we would be doing that for almost an hour. 
And That's he awesome. will tell me things that, and, and then maybe it's with boys because, you know, when, you know how many times you say, hey, how was your day? Yeah, yeah, good. And, and that's pretty much it. Or <laughs> he's writing, well, you know, Graham did this. And, you know, Shelly said this to me. And, you know, this is what I, and he's writing all these things. And now maybe he has like four notebooks of things together um, that he is like proud of. And one day, one day he said to me, Papa, I don't feel good. And I'm like, why? He said, I haven't journaled for the last couple of days. Let me just go do that. That's awesome. Right. That's awesome. That just changed our conversations and stuff. So I'm so grateful that you brought up daily journaling as a part of knowing more about yourself and your family. I'm so grateful you talked about the idea of silence being the greatest teacher. I need to do more of it uh, for sure. So if everybody can take that. Um, and then, you know, as we finish and as we wrap up these things, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, people having a ton of comments around journaling. Uh, and why it's important for everybody at this moment. I want you to share, and I might add a couple of thoughts to that, to that point. Right now, if you, if you were to say, hey, this is the most important thing that I'm doing right now. Like, this is what I want to pay the most amount of attention to. What is that? For me personally? Both or- personally, professionally, in every way. Where are you putting the most amount of your time energy will everything into if you were to like pull all that together like here is where i want to just pull in and just pay as much attention as i can right now because that's what's needed off you what is that um i would tell you it's protecting the peace it's uh i have people in my life very close friends and i say they're my confidence guardians if i've had a hard day and i need a check-in and just a quick text just for someone to say it's okay. But I, we are the only people that can protect our own personal peace of mind and spirit and body. And for us to make it through anything that's disruptive, whether it's personally and and now in the world we're living in, it's how do you move through it with, with a presence? And it doesn't mean that you're not emotional or passionate or intense. But it's taking the time to protect that, to just go really and be still, to make decisions that are well thought out. You know, what, what we're living in right now, my business is a six-tier chessboard, and now we're playing on an, hmm. a 12-tier chessboard. Yeah. And so the complexities of what that looks like and feels like is very different. And, and uh, will you make mistakes on some of your moves? Absolutely. But if you protect the piece... You forgive yourself sooner and you don't carry that with you. And I think that's why that's become one of the most valuable lessons for myself is I will fail as a human being. I will not make a good choice as a leader, but how can it affect the least amount of people um, and have the least amount of repercussions? And you can only do that through the collective peace inside yourself. I love that protecting my peace. For me, Angela, my, mine, is, um, mine is similar. My, my word is grace right now more than anything. We all want grace from others when we go wrong or when we do stuff. And I think we all need to learn to give grace to others yeah. more than we have ever done. So to your point, it was such a big thing to say, hey, shut the doors, make 
the kids are not there, keep the dog out, and all these things. And now people are like, bring them in, right? Like, you know, it's okay. I want to see who they are. How do you look? Like, what's going on? That's great. The meetings, um, 20, like 15, 20 minutes of every uh, one hour meet that I've had has gone and talked about people and personal stuff and the grace of. So, all these things makes me recognize and realize that, gosh, if anything, I'm learning from this right now. And when I'm focusing majority of my time and effort is to just give more grace. There are lots of parents who are working from home that are having in serious situations like where we have two kids and now to homeschool where both of us are working too. It's hard. Like I'm literally, after this is done, I have an hour in between. I'm going to go on a bike ride with my cul-de-sac in our front and I'm not going to check. And I hope people give me grace for that. On, on the Slack channel for the team and, and anything from company. And, I, and then after that, like there's an hour worth of homework later on at 5 p.m. that we need to work with him and in the morning. So we both are working on our schedules to match up. But people got to give grace to each other. And so yeah. I think if everybody can just recognize and just give everybody the benefit of doubt that at this moment, everybody is doing the best thing they can possibly do then Absolutely. I think we'll, we'll get through this is to just give grace. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you know, it's funny, I, uh, my mailman, Lee, I uh, went out one day, obviously eight feet away from him and just asked how he was doing that I've been thinking about him and his health. And, um, and I said, you know, what have you learned from this? And he looked yeah. at me like, no one's ever asked me that. But he is on the periphery of all of our lives. And he said, I go home every day now, although we're dealing with something horrible. And I have joy in my heart watching how many families are out playing in their yard that I've never seen them before. Yes. And so out of the disruption, our work life and our home lives have intersected back in a way that I think we are getting a huge wake up call on uh, how many couples don't see each other on weekends because they're taking kids to travel soccer. They're doing this or they're doing that and they're home. And yeah. so through the disruption, through this hard time, there are some things we're seeing change and, yeah. and people singing from in Italy off of their balcony and in New York, people thanking we are standing together. And uh, that is a positive thing. It's been a long time, even though we're dealing with a lot of hard things. I love that. All right. Well, you can follow Angela on, uh, on LinkedIn. And I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, since we're doing the LinkedIn Live right here. Um, and you can also go check out leadercast.com because they're doing this incredible event for May 7th. So uh, hopefully people can join in, tune in for that. And don't forget, we have an amazing offer with our code. So if you go to leadercast.com, positive disruption, use the code Sangram. And we would love to give you, because you're friends of Sangram, we would love to give you an extra discount. Please note, we have amazing programming that is happening prior to the event. Um, the day of the event, the live programming we have going on, and then the week after. So we have so much live community building. Be a part of it. We can't wait to have you there and have you'll get to see this guy again multiple times through that. So that's a that's a gift right there. 
And who all are speaking, just so everybody knows at this uh, at this event? Pardon me? Oh, who are all of our speakers? We have Andy yeah. Stanley. We have Magic Johnson. We have Sangram Bagar. We have Bazoma St. John. We have Amy Jo Smith. We have Dr. Henry Cloud, uh, Matt Wooler. It, it is a powerhouse of speakers that literally are presenting from around the world to the world. And... Ah, it's a gift. Uh, Although this is really trying for my team, they are gifting. um, And we hope that you're a part of it. All of you that are watching this today, it is going to be amazing. And I challenge you to invite friends and family to this and then do your own Facebook Live or LinkedIn Live on discussion of what did you learn that day or very similar conversation to what Sangram and I are talking about today. Let's do just like some mega organizations. And Andy Stanley talks about going into the living room. It's the small group experience. Make your own small group in your neighborhood or just look for diverse, diverse groups, but make it happen. Because this is when we're really going to make positive disruption in the world. I love that. Angela, thank you so much. Thank you, man. I love you. I'm so grateful for our friendship. I am as well. Give your wife a hug. She's the best. Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.